What's going on out there, Rotobotters? Pete Davidson here. Are you there? little impromptu podcast on a Saturday afternoon. Woke up this morning, as I say in the article up on Rotobon, grabbed some coffee. I felt like, you know, a little me time. Headed up to uh, the attic, got behind the rig. Had a bunch of monitors staring me in the face. I was going to do a little DraftKings, listen to a little music. And I don't know. It just sort of hit me like, you know what? Let's 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 grind out a couple redraft mocks. See if anything sort of pops into my head. I did seven or eight of them over the course of about a you know an hour. Eh, nothing too groundbreaking. You know, I did notice that I was getting different builds on different sites based on the pre ranks and the way the thing flowed and so on and so forth. Um, one of the Yahoo mocks I did was the only one where I decided to mock from the one hole, and um, you can see this. Uh, mock draft. It's posted up on Rotobon. Just go to rotobon.com, click on the article that says dissecting a Yahoo mock. Anyway, uh, first thing we'll do here is just talk about my team. I mean, definitely pleased um, with how this thing went. Would be quite happy if this was a, a real thing and not a mock. I might have done a couple things differently in a real draft. Definitely sometimes when I mock, I will do something just to see what happens. And this was a good one because it had 11, uh, 12 live bodies in it. It started with 12 real people, no computers. A couple people bailed around uh, maybe the fifth or sixth round area. And then, uh, oh gosh, uh, probably another four people bailed over the course of the rest of the draft. But um, at the end, there were still, I think, five or six teams picking their last uh, couple rounds, which is pretty good for a mock. So anyway, um, took McCaffrey, just, you know, what the hell, that's easy. Although Barkley, to me, is certainly an option there as well. It came back around, and James Conner made it to me. Great. Um, and then I thought about taking a Jonathan Taylor as my third running back, just going bang, bang, bang. But I decided, you know what? Mark Andrews still on the board. Let's take Andrews, running back, running back, tight end, and then see what happens. And um, when I came back around, typical wide receivers, just grabbed a couple. Didn't really think too hard long. It was sort of Lockett or Metcalf with the second pick. And I decided, let's go for the younger upside with Metcalf. Now, the, the rationale there is I haven't seen Metcalf's ceiling. And I think we've seen close to Lockett's ceiling, at least from a performance standpoint. So I decided to go with uh, Metcalf. But I think Lockett there is reasonable as well. Court and Sutton would have been okay there. Keenan Allen certainly would have been okay there. Um, had a couple choices. So I'm happy so far. Double running back, elite tight end, two very strong receivers. And then I come back around at 6-7, and uh, I was hoping to get maybe Will Fuller, get a little lucky with the Marquise Brown, Devontae Parker, something like that. And all of them, you can sort of see, I got within sniffing distance of them, but they didn't make it. Um, and, you know, I toyed around with the idea. Um, I was also maybe thinking that, you know, Kyler or Watson could get to me, neither did. Watson was close. So quarterback's off the board, because I'm not going anything but top six at that point. And... Top six quarterbacks, that is. Top six quarterbacks being Mahomes, Lamar, Wilson, Dak, Kyler, Deshaun. So the receivers I really wanted didn't get to me, but as you can see, Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins still on the board. So I cleaned those guys out. Now I've got four running backs, two receivers that I really like, and an elite tight end feeling very good about things at this point. Thinking I'll probably go tight, uh, thinking I'll probably go quarterback next time around, but Matt Breed is still on the board. 
<laughs> and in this round where Brita is getting pushed to me, there's no way not to point this out. And I'm sure anybody who's got active eyes, you've already picked up on this. But in the eighth round, as I'm hoping players are going to get to me, now a couple people went that I was went that I was hoping to get later. Zach Moss, well, Zach Moss, Evan Ingram. But what also happened, and this is just amazing, this is human beings doing this. Um, one, two, three, four defenses go in the eighth round and a kicker. I mean, that's just insane, man. That's just this is just freaking insane. I, I mean, I'm sure one or two of those were computer picks, people leaving. But man, that's just crazy. So rather than go QB, because I'm seeing silly stuff go on, I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? Let's just blow the QBs off. I take Matt Breida and A.J. Green as my ninth round pick. A.J. Green is my ninth round pick. He hits, and I've got a wide receiver one in my three spot. And I've got five running backs and an elite tight end. So, you know, this is sort of a dream build, really. And after I take Green, two more defenses go in that round, three more kickers. Then another defense goes in the next round before it comes back to be Robbie Gould goes in front of me. All of this while Christian Kirk and C.D. Lamb are still on the board. Unbelievable. One team took a backup quarterback. So you've got team three has got two receivers. And they take a defense, a backup quarterback, another running back before they take their third receiver in the 11th round. And I'm sure they might be sitting there going, hey, hey, I still got a third receiver in Crowder. This team doesn't have a fourth receiver. They ended up taking double defenses. I mean, it's just insanely stupid to do that. Now, some of you may notice I'm speaking with a less frenetic pace <laughs> than you may have noticed, and particularly, I think, the wide receiver uh, draft plan podcast, because I'm really, I don't have a script here. I'm really just going through this thing and, and looking at this draft and talking about it sort of extemporaneously, extemporaneously. So feeling really good at this point, Brita and AJ Green. And, you know, as I've talked about, my desire is to have, like, four and four after eight rounds. So I've got five running backs, elite tight end, three receivers. And don't forget, the thing that I know right now, the reason I can take, I can hold off on these receivers is that I'm seeing all these defenses and quarterbacks and kickers getting drafted, which is which is going to take the, the, the receiver targets that I'm cherishing in the ninth that's going to make them available in the 10th and the 11th and the 12th, right? And that's one thing you've got to do the math on when you're in a draft room. Anytime a pick that's completely out of whack goes in, you have to sort of bump players down your board in your mind. Once you see six good picks, I mean, six really bad picks, and in this draft, I mean, we had six really bad picks on the board by like the seventh round, that's a half a round you're going to be able to get later that you shouldn't have been getting. So guys who should be available in the mid-eighth will be there starting in the early ninth, right? That's math you want to be doing in your head. When your board is nothing like what's going on, you are going to be getting value that's unexpected. And you want to think about that. Do that math in your mind. You can start doing things out of order if it benefits you, okay? So I was fine holding off in receiver because I saw what was going on at the position. People weren't taking enough of them. They were starting to feather in other things. Like, I've seen this behavior before. I sort of felt what was coming, and I acted accordingly. And not surprisingly, even though I had cut Metcalf, A.J. Green, I'm still able to land with my next two picks, Christian Kirk and C.D. Lamb, 
both of which should not have been on the board. Come back in the 12th, get a great upside player like Hardman, shouldn't have been on the board. And, you know, I did all of these all these moves knowing that I was sort of pushing off my quarterback selection. Now, when I went A.J. Green in the ninth round, I knew that I was probably going to lose Wentz and Allen, and I did. Then I could have come back around and gone with Cam the next time around, but again, I knew there was too much value on the board. I'd probably lose Cam, and I did. But again, it was worth it to get the players that I was getting. So then still in the 13th round, I'm still able to get Joe Burrow, a guy who on my board is a QB1. So I've got an elite tight end, a QB1, a deep, strong running game, and my receivers are, are excellent. I closed out my draft. Now look, technically I should be taking a defense and a kicker, but you know I just made a point. I took Paris Campbell and Henry Ruggs. Now probably those two guys will be cuts before week one, but if I if C.D. Lamb or Hardman or Christian Kirk or A.J. Green gets injured, I'll be, I'll be able to cut one of those guys, use one of them for a kicker or a defense, and then only have to cut one of Ruggs and Campbell. I'd rather have those options than just lock in, you know, random kickers and defenses now. So I'll be streaming kickers and defenses all year, which is fine, because when you look at this thing, I mean, what's going to happen? It's pretty obvious. All these teams that took two defenses, they're going to start cutting them. They're going to do it pretty soon because they're going to have needs. These teams that took a kicker and two defenses and a backup quarterback and a backup tight end, I mean, you, these guys are going to be made, these players are going to get cut. There's no way around it. It's a 15 roster spot, you know, league. So, you know, my draft was really easy. I'm very comfortable with what I did. Um, you know, you you could argue that maybe there's a reason to take a defense at some point, but I mean, I'm not going to take one where I took Hardman. I'm certainly not going to take one where I took Burrow. You know, and by the time I come up late, everybody's taking backup defenses and kickers. What's the point? I'm taking marginal options at this point. I'm just going to take players with good matchups. I'm going to be shuffling my kicker and my defense in and out, you know, every other week or something like that. And remember something. If you take a kicker, I mean, Jason Tucker in the eighth round, I don't even know what to say about that. And Tucker's great. But you take a kicker that early, now this person's not going to want to cut that kicker, Right. So they're going to, at some point, they're going to end up using like two roster spots on kickers while they're already using two roster spots on tight ends and quarterbacks. They're going to run out of space. So, I mean, you're really handcuffing yourself when you make everybody uncuttable. You need to have some roster flexibility in these short bench leagues. The positions to have them at, folks, is kicker and defense. Now, at some point during the season, if my team's kicking ass and this is a trading, you know, a trading league, maybe I'll go get a defense that I like that's got playoff matchups. Maybe at some point I'll give up a little something for a defense. Maybe, but more more likely than not, I'm just going to find defenses that become free where I like the playoff matchups and I'll pick them up. Probably cost me nothing. So, as far as what I did, very you know, very easy, no problems. Um, very happy with the draft. It's it's pretty easy to draft from the one hole now. The reason I'm talking about this draft is just because of all the things that went wrong for these other teams, the things they did, not just bad individual picks, although there were plenty of those. Yeah, Debo Samuel in the seventh round, what are you thinking? But, and I love Debo Samuel, but he might not be back until week three or four. And if he does come, if they force him back week one, he's not going to be any good. And if he is, you're just getting lucky. And the odds of re-injury. I love Debo Samuel, but they took him basically about where I would have had him if he was healthy. That's nuts. So there were bad picks. Hayden Hurst in the sixth. I mean, I love Hayden Hurst, but in the sixth? Are you crazy? 
Gronkowski went in the 12th. <laughs> people, you got to see. Not not you people listening. I know you guys are smarter than that, but, you know, Hawkinson in the 14th round and you're taking Hayden Hurst in the 6th. It's just insanity. So you need to think these things through. You're, you're taking a single position, you know, when, you you know, that, that team could have taken Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins. That's tough. That's tough. So anyway, um, this is a really good draft in terms of seeing what you can do if you draft smart. And then it's a really good draft in terms of, you know, for, and I know a lot of you guys are veterans and you're like, Pete, why are you show me this stuff? This is like fantasy 101. But for people who are relatively new to fantasy, and I know some of you guys are out there because I hear from you, there's a lot of good stuff you can learn from in this league beyond taking Todd Gurley in the second round, which just isn't very smart, you know. As I mentioned in the article, Michael Gallup before Cortland Sutton and Keenan Allen, that's just bad business. David Montgomery being taken at his old ADP versus what will clearly be his new ADP two, three, four rounds later. Bad business. And when we talk about that Debo Samuel team, remember that same team is the one that reached for Hurst, the same team that took Tucker in the eighth round, the same team that took two quarterbacks, and two defenses. This team's got no shot. They got no shot. They're going to get smoked. Seven teams in this draft took backup defenses. That's a football crime. (laughs) So there's really a lot to learn here. Anytime you're in a short bench league, short roster league, and you cannot take positions you can get them later don't even draft a kicker only draft a defense if exceptional value has fallen to you like in the last round now not only are the people in this draft not following those pretty good rules of thumb they're doubling down on the other side they're taking two defenses the only thing that didn't happen here i'm surprised is nobody took a backup kicker (laughs) there was one other team the team drafting in the four spot now Montgomery was a bad pick, but apart from that, um, they did a pretty good job. They got Watson at value. They got enough receivers. They got enough quarterbacks. They made they made taking Kelsey in the second round work. Now, they may end up being a little light at running back. We'll see. But what they did overall makes some sense. But so many teams in this league did it wrong. The team at 12 just really you take Dak you don't have to take Breeze no one's going to be giving you anything for Breeze in this league what are you taking him for two defenses a kicker in the ninth round taking a defense and a kicker before you've taken your third running back taking a quarterback a tight end a defense and a kicker before you've taken your third running back and then another two quarterbacks a defense a kicker and a tight end And by the way, the tight end was a reach. It was a bad tight end pick. These are ways to kill your team, folks. And then when they started taking running backs, they're taking Peterson, a guy who doesn't help you much in PPR, Pollard, a guy who's not going to play a whole lot. Then they take another tight end and another defense. You're just choking off your own oxygen when you do this stuff. I mean, it really is depressing when you see people doing this. You can just see the mindset in the middle of the draft. Okay, I've got my starters at the key positions. Now I'm going to get my starters at defense, kicker, tight end, quarterback, whatever. Folks, you need, I mean, 
I, and I know 80% of you guys are going, Pete, I know this. And it's good that you know that. But for the 20% of the folks of you out there who haven't gotten your head around this yet, at the, at the scarcity positions, you're taking, it is, it, it's smarter to take your backups at running back and your backups at receiver before you take your starters at quarterback and tight end and kicker and defense. Now, can a truly elite quarterback sort of break that? Yeah. And we talk about that. If Mahomes and Lamar get to the fourth, I'll do it. If the other four elite quarterbacks make it to me in the seventh round and I'm very comfortable with my team, I'll partake. Okay, actually should have said sixth round there. Um, obviously, if they make it to the seventh, that's great. But I'm willing to pull the trigger on you know my QB three, four, five, and six somewhere in the sixth, unless you know uh, you know a player that I really like slips into there as well. Uh, but sixth round is sort of what my breaking point with those players. But there, it's a situational thing. I don't just go, hey, it's time to take my quarterback. I'm going to take the next one on the board, no matter who it is. No, 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 no. There are thresholds. And you got to know those thresholds. And you need to understand when you're out, you know, quarterback's done, you move on to something else. If I don't get a shot at Kyler Murray or Watson or Dak in the sixth or Russell Wilson, I'm not going to take Matt Ryan instead. I'm going to take something other than quarterback. And even if those elite quarterbacks are there, if there's an elite option at a scarcity position still on the board instead, I'm going to pass up on that quarterback opportunity there as well. And kicker, dear God, kicker. It, it, the only time I'm taking kicker anywhere other than the last round is in a really deep draft where I know, like sometimes if I sit there and say, hey, I, you know, there's, there's 30 picks left in this draft. I still have 20 targets on the board I really like. Maybe I'll take an elite defense. Maybe. There are times where I'll take the kicker or the defense maybe a round or two earlier. Again, but not that wouldn't be the 15th round. I'm talking about 20, 22 round drafts. But in, in these drafts, you take your kicker last round or not at all. <laughs> and just to make sure you guys understand, when I say take a kicker, not at all, I don't mean play week one without a kicker. I mean, when you draft, you don't take a kicker. And then basically at the last possible minute, release your least valuable player and pick up a kicker who's got a decent matchup for that week. And you do that every week. You don't ever carry two kickers on your roster. You don't ever carry two defenses on your roster. When you have 15 players total uh, to roster, you just don't do it. You just don't do it. Very rarely do you want to um, roster a backup quarterback. There might be some times where you can do that, but rarely. You just don't have the, you just don't have the bench space to do it. These are luxury items. Running backs and uh, receivers and running backs are just too important and they're hard to get and they get hurt. And sometimes when they're really good and they get hurt, you lose a roster spot because they're guys you can't cut. Not because they're on the can't cut list, because you don't cut a great player if he's only going to be out a couple weeks. So it's really important in these tight roster leagues to, you know, people think about the value of a pick. Don't forget about the value of a roster spot. Roster spots are very valuable in leagues that only roster like 150, 174 players, something like that. So anyway, that's pretty much all I have on this. You look at this thing, you see a lot of mistakes on the board. I'm going to really quickly go through all the teams here. I'm in the one spot. We talked about mine. Team in the two hole, good start. I mean, you know, Gurley's a reach, but Saquon, Gurley, Jonathan Taylor, that you're going to be able to make that work. Robert Woods, Lockett, Fuller. Through six rounds, this guy's on track. 
I can even forgive Brady in round seven. Gasecki in the eighth is just stupid. I mean, the only way he's not available for you in the 10th or the 11th, really 12th or 13th, to be honest, maybe even later, is if somebody else makes a bad pick and takes him. Who cares if that happens? So really, round seven and eight is where the wheels come off for this guy, and then he just compounds everything after that and just screws the pooch. Uh, defense in the 11th, in the 9th, terrible. Kicker in the 10th, worse. Backup quarterback in the 11th round, terrible. And you've got the two oldest quarterbacks on the planet. Then you take a backup tight end in the 12th. And you take Jarwin when Janu Smith is still on the board and Hawkinson's still on the board. So the team at two, man, everything was in your favor going into round seven, and you screwed the pooch. You gave it all away. Team three, Zeke's good. Mahomes in the second is bad. Gallaudet in the third when you need a running back is bad. Fournette as your RB2 is, is bad in the fourth. Ertz in the, in the fifth is good value, but you only have one receiver. Then you take Jordan Howard. So you've got three running backs in, the, in six rounds. Two of them are going to get killed by game script. And then you take Diggs in the, in the seventh as your wide receiver too. So right now you've choked yourself off by taking tight ends and quarterbacks in the, in, the, in the second and the fifth. You desperately need receivers. What do you do? You take a defense. You take a backup quarterback. You take another running back who is going to need some help to be extremely viable. Finally, you get to your third receiver in the 11th round. Then you go kicker. Handcuff tight end. So this guy plans on using two roster spots on tight end, two roster spots on kickers. Just insanity. Just insanity. And to top off, he takes a backup defense. Brutal draft. That guy ain't winning. The guy in the four hole, Hilaire, Eckler, good start. Godwin, fine. Shark, fine. Gallup is a reach with Sutton and Keenan Allen on the board. Hurst is terrible in the sixth, and I love the player. Samuel, terrible. Tucker, terrible. Saints, terrible. Just killed. I'm not even going to talk about the rest of the draft. I'm not even going to get into the fact that he took Boston Scott in the 12th was a good pick. He gave away so much roster viability and then still took a double quarterback and a double defense. Just brutally bad draft. Kamara for the guy in the fifth hole. Not bad. Kelsey in the second. That's okay. A-Rob in the third. Okay. You know, Ridley in the fourth. You're in trouble at running back. All the picks are good, but you're in trouble at running back. So you take a guy, Montgomery, who may not play for the first couple weeks. Then you come around and take a quarterback. Good one at a right, you know, at a good value. But now you've already taken injured running back, tight end, and quarterback inside of six rounds. You are behind at the scarcity positions. There's just no way around it. There's no way around it. Boyd's a good pick in the seventh. Moss is a little bit of a reach, but I know, at least I like the player. Then you take Brandon Cooks when you need some reliable depth. This guy's not reliable. He might not stay healthy. Damian Harris in the tenth, not too bad, not great. Carlos Hyde, a reach in the eleventh. Chase Edmonds, okay. Brashad Perryman's got a knee. The only thing this guy did that was smart is he didn't take a kicker. Apart from that, this draft probably is not going to work. There's just too much dead wood in the first half, and it's not made up for with the later picks. So 
not the worst team in this draft, but certainly not the best. Uh, the next team did okay. Derrick Henry, Kittle, Thielen with the first three picks. That's not bad. Ingram's a little early in the fourth, but it's okay. Swift in the fifth. That may not pay off for you for a while, but it's a good pick. Hollywood in the sixth is good value. Ryan's early in the seventh. But then, you know, you're in position, even though you've sort of gone too early on tight end and quarterback, you're in position to pull yourself out of the fire. But you go defense in the eighth, kicker in the ninth. Deontay's okay in the tenth, but he's hurt and you need healthy players. Madison, okay, you know, but he's sort of a if Dalvin goes down pick and you need players. Backup quarterback in the 12th, backup tight end in the 13th. This team ain't going to go anywhere. It's not going to happen. Best man drafting in the, what, the what the 8th hole? No, the 7th hole. Yeah, 7th hole. Dalvin Cook, New Hopkins, Melvin Gordon, not too bad. Cooper, Sutton, Parker, pretty good. Tariq Cohen with Montgomery going down and, and taking Cohen in the seventh. I don't love it, but it's not too bad. Daryl Henderson in the eighth, a little early considering he's been dinged up. But so far this team at least is, the methodology here is solid. And he's four and four, which I like. Wentz in the ninth with that build is okay. Noah Fant in the tenth with that build is okay. Carryon Johnson in the eleventh is a guy who can play early, which can end up helping this team. That's okay. Slayton and Lazard, I, not bad at all. Uses kicker and defense with his last two picks. Okay, the guy in the seven hole. I don't love all the picks, but he did it right. At least give him credit for that. In this league, he's going to make the playoffs. I don't think there's any question. Eight hole, Michael Thomas, Aaron Jones, Odell Beckham, David Johnson, T.Y. Hilton, Devin Singletary. This guy is also doing it right from an approach standpoint. Not a big fan of Singletary in the sixth round, but it is an RB with a job, so we're not going to get too picky on that. This guy did well. Hunter Henry, I think it's a little early given the way tight ends were moving. I think he could have done better. But okay, Edelman in the eighth, not bad. Waiting to get your quarterback in the ninth and then getting Josh Allen, that's good. But then he screws up. Tenth, defense kicker, not the move. Backup quarterback in the twelfth, not the move. He should have taken high upside players with those picks. Hawkinson in the fourteenth, outstanding. So if this guy had just like not taking Henry in the seventh and taking best player on the board, maybe Jarvis Landry would have probably been a good move. Matt Breida. But he takes Henry. But overall, in this league, this guy's got a shot at the playoffs, but he really messed up in those middle rounds, uh, messing around with kickers and defense and backup quarterbacks and all that stuff. Don't do that. Uh, Jamie here with uh, 12, 11, 10, pick 9. Devontae, Miles, Carson, McLaurin, Mostert. Not bad. That's not too bad. Kyler Murray in the 6 is okay. Higby in the 7th is okay. But again, defense kicker in the 8th and ninth round, back of quarterback in the 10th. Folks, do not do that. This guy was going to be competing to be one of the best teams until he did that. Lat Murray, Duke, that's okay. Mike Williams in the 13th. Probably could have gotten him later with this injury, but I like him still. Hooper, not too bad. And a defense. <sighs> Taking a backup defense when you already gave away middle-round picks is just not a luxury this guy had. So he came in way less than his optimal draft, but in this crazy league, he would probably have 
a 50-50 shot at the playoffs. The 10-hole, Nick Chubb, Jacobs, not bad. Evans and Brown, not bad. Russell Wilson in the fifth is early. But, you know, Waller the next round. Landry in the seventh is his third receiver, not too bad. Lindsey, Michelle is, to me, not good business in the ninth. John Brown, good pick. Rieger, good pick. Gronkowski, great value. Sort of makes up for that Michelle snafu. Taking Barack Garoppolo as a backup in the 13th was not smart. Uh, at least he saved his defense and kicker to the end. A couple bad picks in here, but overall he did okay. He's a playoff team in this league. Team 11, Tyreek a little early, but okay. At least he's great. Drake, not bad. Lamar Jackson, I mean, you know... He goes a lot earlier usually, at least that's good. Le'Veon Bell, at least it's in the fourth round. I don't love it, but at least in the fourth round. Makes up for some of this by getting Keenan so late. Not sure if Kareem Hunt's a luxury he had, but I like the pick at that spot. James White in the seventh in a .5 PPR, not loving it. Ingram in the eighth is fine. Marvin Jones in the ninth is good. Antonio Gibson in the tenth, at least he took him in the tenth, not earlier. Sterling Shepard. Some guy, he's a guy they can play. Backup quarterback, not a good idea. Backup tight end, not a good idea. But overall, this team did pretty well. This is a playoff team in this league. In a typical league, probably not. In this league, yeah. And Team 12 we talked about. We already talked about. Team 12 was, was really rolling through four rounds, although they didn't have enough running backs. Ronald Jones sort of helps with that. Dak Prescott, you know, first pick of the six, not too bad. But then going Jared Cook in the seventh when you didn't need to do it, and then defense, and then kicker, and then backup quarterback, and then non-PPR running back, and then another tight end, and another defense. This team really, you know, they had the world, the world was their oyster after Dak. I think they could have done it. They could have done well after Dak, but they just screwed the pooch. So there you go. There's my sort of grade on all 12 teams walking through them. Just trying to give you an idea as to what kind of mistakes you can make, things we don't want you doing, things that are going to hurt your overall chances. And we're talking, obviously, about short bench leagues. Um, and, you know, that's about it. That's that's a half hour. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, got a lot of stuff going on. I am going to update the Rotobon 500. It's about 3.30 right now. I should, you know, look for that update somewhere around 5.30. Um, and uh, I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend. I'm going to be putting up content every single day between now and the season. So uh, keep looking out for that stuff. So uh, go crush some drafts onward and upward. Hit me up on Twitter if you need help with anything. And uh, giddy up.